following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Handoff, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he brings it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. On a peaceful, easy Sunday morning in Oxnard, California, welcome to Talking Cowboys. Oh, it's been a very nice morning, and it's going to get very active on the field behind us here at the River Ridge Complex, the Marriott Residence Inn in Oxnard, and uh, we welcome you here to Talking Cowboys. How's everybody doing this morning? Doing well. Fantastic. We got a workout in over there, right, Mickey? Yes, I took a bike ride. You took a bike ride, and you got out a ways and then realized, oh, we got Talking Cowboys this it's morning, like, right? like I have to shower, and <laughs> I probably didn't want me here with my bike helmet on, so oh, I scampered back. He, yeah, he, he took yeah, off the I yellow do. jersey that he got in, uh, <laughs> in Marseille. Yesterday, when he was on the cobblestones, <laughs> the Pyrenees, of, yeah, the Alps, cobble, yeah. cobblestones of Brubay. You should have seen me firing along. Uh, and then uh, Brian got his workout in I as sure usual, sure six a.m. sharp. Thank you. I actually was in there a little later this morning yeah. at seven a.m. And then there's Rob, the youngest one in the group, and also the laziest. I slept in until <laughs> also the skinniest. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I maybe mean, it's in the and water. So you slept in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One I'll of these days, one of these days, you'll understand <laughs> that in order to keep that shapely figure. You're there, Rob Phillips. You're going to have to work out. Well, that's so that'll a, be about two decades away. That's, for you. that's right. I'm more, yeah, I got a little time left to be. Don't lazy. rush into anything. That's All right. right. Uh, Peaceful and easy, huh? That peace, sounds like the lyrics to a uh, song. No. Peaceful, easy feeling. The Eagles, right. I believe. That's right. Yeah. right. Yep. And who's going to sing it? Uh, no one, thank you. No me. one here. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're trying to shed the pads, uh, shed the pounds, and they put on the pads here yesterday for the first time. So that was the official start of training camp 2018. There, there you go. go. There you there got go. the Kent. music right there Kent. from Kent. Got to love him. There you go. <laughs> now, who's going to sing it? Yeah. Oh, no. Kent, good. He, he saved us. So the official start of training camp yesterday with the pads put on. If, did it feel like the start of training yes, camp? Yes, it did. Yeah, it There's did. a much larger crowd there yeah. on Saturday afternoon. Grand it opening. Was, yeah. and, uh, people showed up. As a matter of fact, when I was pedaling real fast back on my bike, there were already two cars in line at 9 yep. o'clock in the morning, and they don't open the gates till 11. Did you really forget about the show? No, I didn't forget. Oh, I just you, lost you, track of the time. Yep. You know, you start going and going and going, and mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, you got to come back, too, now. Yeah. <laughs> Uber. Yeah, right. <laughs> Put the bike on the back. Let's go. It was a packed crowd out there yesterday, and the, the players were ready for it, too. Xavier Wood said after the morning walkthrough, which was a special teams walkthrough, and the guys who didn't take part in it did some yoga. For forty-five minutes. Well, and, after, and then and then the special teamers did yoga at the did, end. They too, did too. So, and after yeah. that, I, I think Wood said something like, "We got to hit somebody. We're ready to hit somebody." They've been doing this type of stuff for, you know, months now. Basically, no no real contact. So, um, or at least these last couple of days, no compete stuff. So it was good to see him get back. Yeah, there. you know, and and Jason Garrett even talked about this with a team that that doesn't have a lot of veterans. It has a lot of young guys. You have to figure out ways how to practice in pads. You know, you can't have guys falling all over the place, falling on the ground, getting each other hurt and stuff. So 
that's going to take a little bit. They could be excited about that. Some guys probably wake up today with a little soreness in the neck area, you know, in the shoulder area and stuff. But, but I, I think overall when you watch the practice, I think the coaches got exactly what they wanted out of it. it I, I thought it was going to be when we were sitting in the, uh, the, the press conference how warm it was. And I'm thinking, okay, he's going to get a practice this afternoon where he's going to get some heat. And the next thing you know, yeah, it's marine like marine layer comes in. in and, yeah, yeah, and so, and yeah. but but it, but again, it, it makes these guys. The reason you come here is so you can practice in pads. You know, I'm watching around the NFL. I'm watching, uh, you know, the NFL Network and teams are in, you know, these places like in Virginia and stuff like that. The Giants are dealing with some heat. I mean, there's all these teams are dealing with stuff. So. You know, it's nice to come out here and be able to concentrate, have good hard practice, and then get something out of it. And I think that's what the coaches were probably the most excited about. One, either the Redskins or the Packers, one of the teams canceled their afternoon practice today. Because it was too hot? I don't I don't know why, but anyway, they've already – here we are the third day of camp. Well, I, I know this morning sitting there at breakfast watching the, the Redskins were practicing. So, I, I you know, it, it – Again, there, there, there are ways of doing this. You guys covered training camps in Oxnard and Wichita Falls and places like that. And I just think this is such a great environment, for, for especially for pads. If you're going to have hard physical practices, you know, give the players a chance to compete. Make, don't make them have to survive the practice. Survive, but, that's yeah, a good word. And I, and yeah. I, and I, with the young team, he's going to teach them how to practice. He's got to teach them how to you know, uh, you know, Connor Williams and, 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 and those guys and, you know, Leighton Vander, she's going to have to teach these guys how to practice. They know how to practice at Texas and in Boise and places like that, but he's got to, these guys got to learn how to practice for Jason Garrett and these coaches. Well, I know Daryl Johnston says now that looking back at those training camps in Austin, they were physically drained as a yeah. team by the end of the camp. You, you know, know, and one of the things I thought was good the way they used to do it, you know, and I ain't going back and say, oh, it was better then, but when they were in Thousand Oaks, and the Cowboys would bring in all those uh, free agents, yeah. rookies. 120 something. They would player. bring them in for two a, a week. It'd be or like so. July six. They yeah. would right. report and right. let the let the young guys get all that exuberance out of them. That way, when the veterans come in, somebody doesn't take a cheap shot on a veteran and right. get him hurt. I remember wow, uh, that happened the year before. Well, not a, it's not so much a cheap shot. It's, it's just, just an over aggressive, yeah. yeah. Like Brian said, you got to learn to practice in pads. And I remember in 89 or 90, uh, the, it was the first practice, and the Cowboys had signed a free agent running back. Um, he was from – or they traded for him. He was from Nebraska. And the, it was 90 because it was Stan Smagala, the safety they uh -huh. drafted. Notre Dame. Notre First Dame. practice, he takes a hit on the sideline right on the guy's knee, and he's out for the year. I am yeah. hip. No, it wasn't. I am hip. <laughs> that's not a, that's, no, no, it's not a bad guess. <laughs> but it wasn't Rozier. Rozier is the first one, but I'm right, thinking yeah, he yeah, probably yeah. wasn't available, no. but I am hip might have been. Uh, he might have been. And, and, so, and, and, and that was just kind of an indication that in Thousand Oaks they would bring those guys in early and let that get that out of them because you don't want to hurt your veterans, there especially were, now. Well, and you said it, Bill. There were some guys on the ground yesterday, and in, in I think it was the inside run drills. Guys were – Guys, we're going to the ground. They don't play. coaches hate to see that. You yeah. don't want to see anybody get hurt. But as far as the weather goes, it's really conducive for getting work done. Uh, I'm sure Jason Garrett would like to go two a days in this kind of weather if he yeah. could just get his team ready. But the CBA does not allow that. True. It's not like the old Jimmy days. Well, and then also uh, the fact the first two days out here when they didn't have the pads on, the coaches he was having to coach the coaches to let's get creative to make keep the energy up at practice because everyone right. everyone as jason put it everyone was chomping at the bit to put the pads on and let's get after it now yeah. and so brian 
Right off the top, what's your one takeaway from uh, pads put on yesterday? I thought the offensive line overall was outstanding. And if you go back and you watch uh, what they were able to do, and I'm talking about really the first line, uh, and then you, you know, some backup guys that got some opportunities. But if you went back and watched the one-on-one pass rush drill, they, they really did not sniff uh, the defensive line. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Good thing is the offensive line looks – like they're, you know, I was really impressed with Connor Williams right out of the blocks. He had two really good reps, four good reps actually. You know, maybe the fourth one was a little shaky with the hands, but you know, getting them inside. You know, we've talked about Connor when he has problems, he gets a little bit overextended. But I, I like what I really saw from that group overall. Travis Frederick, Zach Martin. Uh, now, I will say this though, uh, if you want to flip something on the other side. The one guy that did have really the most problems was Lyle Collins was having to deal with Demarcus Lawrence, yep. and Demarcus Lawrence looked like he was in uh, yes, week six. He's four. ready to play. Yeah, week six, and he and he set him up with two different rushes, and he made he made Collins be a one-legged football player a couple of different times. And Collins, when he's good, I mean, it's hands, it's feet, it's everything. But he kind of broke him down a couple of different times. That that part of it was, if you wanted to say, okay, offensive line good, but one area. Now the defensive line that was good would would me would be the way that uh, DeMarcus Lawrence rushed the passers, the opportunities that he got. Offensive line, uh, I was impressed. Yeah. It, it was like, oh, they're right back the way they're supposed to be, yeah. and they didn't suffer any drop-off with Connor Williams in there. He's I, got he's I, got really good feet. He moves really so good feet. well, yeah. and, and, and he didn't, you know, and, and I think, you know, Brian, we had, you had been pointing out that if he's going to have trouble, it's going to be a strength, yeah. and he kind of yeah. leans over. But it seems like okay, but he compensates with it with his feet. He keeps he, moving. He could get it out of him. He could run himself out of a yeah. problem. You say with running backs can run themselves out of problems. He can use his feet to get himself out of problems. He gets overextended, like Mickey says. He can recover with wide base and get get narrow base quick to 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 compensate. But, yeah, I, I, it was overall. I, I, I was expecting a little bit of that, okay, first rep, be a little right. too excited, be a little too aggressive. But head was back, butt was Sat down. Sat right in down, there, and then, yeah. And then, you know, and then you get him and Zach Martin and those guys. I mean, they, they just – the defensive line, as hard as they tried to rush, really couldn't get anything. Jerry, so with the, frustrating. With the exception of Lawrence. Lawrence yeah. was like, okay, I'm going to play really wide. And he put he put Lyle Collins in some tough situations yesterday. And, they, and the other thing that the defense tried to do, they played tried to play some games. And, yeah. and he and and if it was Tyron Smith over there, yeah. they were passing guys off, and he right. didn't overreact and started chasing. So, yeah, good on him. Uh, also, I thought, and it's hard to tell in that I was just watching the wide receivers do their drills. Mm-hmm. I was pretty impressed. Uh, guys were catching the ball. It was right. rarely on the ground, uh, and I know they were throwing against air early in practice, but the quarterbacks were putting the ball where it needed to, and these guys were snatching the ball, and, and, and Sanjay Lau was just watching every step those guys took to be able to cut, come back, and um, it, it looked like a good group, and I'll tell you what, Tavon Austin can run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, He's got a, he's got a gear I mean, that nobody else diff- has. Well, you know what, Rob? It was funny. I was sitting there and they were doing punt returns, right? And I think Trey Williams was out mm-hmm. there and Beasley was out there. There was someone else and Tavon Austin. The guy behind me in the, is standing up by the fence is yelling, "Put Tavon in! Put Tavon in!" 
don't even mess around with those other guys. He's got different kind of speed. <laughs> and he kept screaming yeah. it, and I'm sitting there going, you know what? He's right. I had a coach. I had a coach one time tell me watching tape. He goes, "This guy's socks move faster than everyone else's socks." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I'm gonna let you talk because I want to. I want to kind of piggyback something about the receivers. Well, I, by the way, was, by the way, before we get off Tavon Austin for just a second, okay, I saw his, a uh, his high school mixtape this morning on Twitter, and I'm about to retweet that. Okay, and if you want to really see him, is that him? Uh, yeah, that's him in, in high school, <laughs> and I'm about, I'm gonna tweet it out. Oh, CBS 11, Bill Jones. So you can take a look at Tavon Austin in high school, and you want to see him oh run my. past some people? Yeah. You're he about did, to. Okay, he did Rob. at West Virginia, too. Yeah, a lot. Well, yeah, yeah. He did against Oklahoma. I know yeah. that. It's like Gale right. Sayers back there. Yes, uh, he did. I'm going to okay. go and piggyback on receivers as well. I've watched them the last couple days. Uh, two days ago, the last non-competitive practice, just watching them run routes. Uh, piggybacking on what you said, Mick, Sanjay Lau, a lot of drills, no football, Some of the, working on their balance, working on their, their, their release and taking advantage of, of, you know, no wasted motion and carrying bricks after practice. He's really a teacher. And what I saw yesterday, Cole Beasley had a terrific day. Yeah, here you go. Five catches. I think I think it was five catches. Um, he's such a good route runner. He's so compact in his movements. He's he's so explosive, especially even on the outside. We've watched a play. We put a move on Cheeto Awuzie. Right. Uh, and, and got him swimming a little bit where he couldn't help out. He had to he totally account for yeah. him on the outside. Well, I tell you what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you right here. You're right, because they had him on the outside, and, and you have to respect Cole Beasley's quickness to get to the outside. And what happened is Beasley's running full steam. He's got a woozy in his pedal. Now he's got him turned. And Awuzie feels that he's going to sit and go to the outside. So you see Awuzie sink his weight, and as soon as he sank his weight, Cole just kept running up the field, and Dak missed the pass. I mean, it's, yeah. you've got you got Xavier Woods flying from the middle of the field, and it, you know it's going to be a tight fit, but there is separation there. And I'll give you another example of Cole Beasley as a route runner. They threw a ball to Michael Gallup inside. It was a really good. He runs it like a deep end, and they run Beasley. They run Beasley through the zone, and what happens is by Beasley getting through the zone as quickly as he does. It took Cam Kelly and turned him. So Cam Kelly now goes with Beasley, and it allowed them to fit the ball. You want some creativity. You run a guy through the zone, Beasley. They have to account for him. Safety gone, ball behind, boom, right there's a play. Big play inside the middle of the field because of Beasley's ability, not just catching the football, but his, his getting his rear through the zone and affecting the safety to get up the field. That's what they need more of. Affect players so others can get open and they can have easier throws. And they're moving him around. They, they are. They, they, he got tired yesterday, he said, after practice. He says, I'm not used – because I'm used to doing all the quick stuff. Yeah, 10-yard route. I'm right? not used to running go routes. It looks like deep he's in great shape, though. Yeah. yeah but you know what? We were, you know, you, you worry about a guy with that lack of size on the yeah. outside. Well, see, and that's exactly what I was about to present, okay? Playing him on the out. What are the pros and cons of playing him on the outside? But you know what? With that, it's he's going to cause some mismatches out there because those corners aren't used to a shifty guy. If you're not used to playing in the slot against a guy like that, he's going to cause some problems on the outside. And, and then you've got a guy like Alan Hearns who's comfortable playing in the slot. That well, you he can made move a nice there. snatch catch going yeah. across the middle of the field too. And Beasley made a heck of a catch on the sideline. I think it was a false start. It yeah. probably didn't count. Yeah. But it was when one of his little circus catches. So yeah, he. He looks like he's in tip-top he shape, does. too, by the way. 
Go ahead. The downfall is what we saw with the overthrow with Dak. If, if it becomes a 50-50 ball and you do have a corner where you don't get separation, mm-hmm. and now Inside. it's a downfield throw, yep. now it's a tight window throw, now it's a 5'8 guy going up against a 6-foot guy mm-hmm. and that's used to going vertically. I wouldn't think that Cole Beasley's game is much vertically off the ground. A lot of it's feet on ground quick, react, make catches and stuff, and then go. So it, it's that's that's your downfall. You're, and then if you're you have gonna, a combination if, of him and Tavon. Yeah, who, yeah. Both five eight guys, you know. Right, and, and so, they put Tavon on the outside too. Right, well, you're going to have so, a hard time overthrowing Tavon. Yeah, <laughs> well, he he made a heck but of a fifty fifty ball. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. I think if it, now these guys could separate, but it, it, that's where that's where guys like we've seen in the past, a guy like Des Bryant, if you do get it up the sidelines and it becomes a a jump ball, basically. You know, the interception that, that Byron, Byron Jones, Jones got yesterday yeah. was basically if Dak throws it a little bit further, I think he's going to hit Thompson on the play. But perfect position by Byron Jones to come down with that ball. So that's where I think that Cole Beasley's probably going to have a little bit of a disadvantage if it's to the outside and he has to play a 50-50 ball. So you're there. thinking small doses of Beasley on the outside? Well, or I'm maybe saying, just kind of decide how you run the routes. Yeah. You know, well, if he if he's going to be able to clear, if people if the safety and, and it's so funny because watching Greg Jackson on the play, as soon as Camp Kelly turned to go, Greg Jackson, the secondary safety coach, goes, "Why? Why did you do that? Didn't you see? You know?" And it's like, you know, basically you see Camp Kelly like, "Okay, that's him. He's running. He's I got to respect that, don't I?" You know, and so that, if they could yeah. do that, that's that's where this is going to. If they could get enough guys catching balls, and maybe this is we're not having a number one receiver. But if you do get a bunch of guys involved, and well, all of yeah, a sudden, before you couldn't yeah, put yeah. Cole on the outside, right? There's no right. way. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. By, well, but by, I think the coaches realize they've got to do something different. They can't yeah. just put him yeah. in the slot and allow defenses to say, "Well, we're just going to take him out and worry." Let these guys just handle their business on the outside. Right. So, we'll by see. the way, Byron Jones' interception, he said it was worth a hundred dollars. Okay. He, he and Ouzier made a bet before the before practice, and he said we made a bet on who was going to get the first interception. He said so. Pay up hundred dollars. <laughs> nice. It's good to see on the first day in pads. Byron Jones making a play as he switches back. Well, to the he just kind of you picked know. up where he left off last year in training yeah. camp yeah. when we all thought he was yeah. going to be a Pro Bowler, right at safety. I think that's if you look at the secondary. Other than the question marks at safety, it's okay. How well is Byron Jones really going to play? That that's I think, and and that and for him, I think you know the after he intercepted, he threw the ball. You know, and it's that. Maybe a little bit of relief. Maybe that's okay. Okay, maybe I could do this now. I could play. I could carry a guy that's got some speed, high point of ball, and come down with it. And who is the first to greet him? Chris Richard. Big hug from old Chris Richard. All right, 972-497-4400 is the number to call to join us on this special edition, special time of Talking Cowboys on this Sunday morning in Oxnard. And we continue in just a moment. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. 
To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. The dual aperture supports F1.5 mode and F2.4 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice-cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. <laughs> so stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Talking Cowboys continues here on a Sunday morning in Oxnard, California. Bill Jones, Rob Phillips, Brian Broaddus, Mickey Spagnola. By the way, I'm going to conclude this day with a live interview of Jerry Jones on CBS 11 in oh, Dallas. Oh, So if me. anybody out there has a question they'd like for me to pose to Jerry Jones, fire away. All right. For us or for you, us asking a question? Or for, for me to ask uh, tonight. Is, for, it, is this the annual car the wash? Annual, yeah, car, car wash. Jerry he Jones, he does all of the TV types that are here. Yeah. Uh, does one after the other tonight. So. Do you find yourself, let me ask you this, guys, because you guys do a lot of interviews. I don't do as many interviews. But for a guy like that, do you, in, when you prep with the topics that he's had to go through right now, do you you rehash that? Or, yeah, that's, or, that's what's going through my mind right or, or now. Do you, or do, do you I, try or do you move on? Is it necessary or do you, yeah, or to do you move on? I, I like to move on, and yeah. I would like to talk football with him. See, you know? I, yeah. But I will say this. We, as uh, local TV sportscasters, get pressured by our news people right. to ask the answer. To go question. backwards. Yeah, yeah, to write. And so it's weighing that. And if you can find a happy medium where you can – you know, touch on that briefly and then move on, then that's probably the best way to satisfy how much, all parties. How much time do you get? Uh, just five or six minutes. Five or s- that's yeah. tough. And it's tough with Jerry because yeah. <laughs> one, one yeah. answer can go three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we've got Randy from Kansas on the phone line joining us here on Talking Cowboys. Go ahead, Randy. Bill, welcome back to Talking well, Cowboys. Thank you. Thank My you. Good question is, if we're going to go with – Ride receiver by committee. Now, do you think they'll play all the receivers uh, in preseason? Because normally they don't. If you have a number one like when Des was there, he didn't play a whole lot in preseason. Now, do you see all of them playing in preseason or not? Yes. Absolutely. Do. I yeah. mean, they got to get timing down with the quarterback, and he may, I mean, he may play more. But even if he's out, there are so many receivers they have. These guys are going to get reps. And they're down two right now because Noah Brown's been out with a hamstring, and we saw Cedric Wilson go out with a shoulder. See what his status is today. So, yeah, yeah I mean, whoever's 
whoever's standing, I think they got to get reps, no doubt about it. Yeah, I, I don't see them holding anything back. Is is many, you know, and what's funny is I can't get a beat on wh- how they're playing the rotation of the receivers. It's you know, you see guys at different spots mm-hmm. in Austin and. And then, you know, with Beasley, and then you see Hearns. I mean, you kind of have a little bit of an idea of who it is. But Gallup was the yeah, exactly. one Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. They're kind of they, they kind of, they kind of throwing all those guys out there. I think it's a great idea what, what Mickey was talking about. You, you've got to get your timing down. I think a lot of the timing stuff is going to be out here. But, yeah, in the games, even with uh, Cooper Rush, Mike White, let's see what these guys have. Yeah. Put, put them out there and, and find some combinations that are going to work for you. And speaking of Gallup, Bill had a nice interview with him. And while the interview was being conducted, I'm sitting there watching. His hands are <laughs> big. He's got big hands. It's amazing. I'll have, have to go back and look at the combine numbers and see oh, how yeah. big those hands see, are. Measure those things. Yeah. Well, just for his body type, though, you know, because he's – well, he's not slender, and, and he's a lot taller than you think. Yeah. I mean, he's six uh, one, he, one ninety eight yeah. is what he's. Listed. And he had he had a nice catch out there too. Yeah, yeah, he on that he, end. He sure route. did. He sure did have. And, but I'll tell you what, though, I did see him. And Cheeto Awuzier got in him a little. You know, and when he was out there, there was a couple different times where in the seven on seven period, where he has got to learn that you know you cannot let these defensive backs get their hands on you. Because if they do, these young guys, they'll sit on you, they'll bang you around, and they'll keep you out of your route. So he'll learn. I mean, that, that's, what, that's what it's all about. Those defense ed- yeah. ends will learn the ones that – the poor yeah. saps that have to go up against Tyron Smith because yeah. I was watching the one-on-one <laughs> pass rush drills, yeah. and it's like, dude, once he gets your hand on, you're done. Yeah. You are absolutely well, Coney done. Coney Ely went against him three times. Coney Ely got him one time, and, and Tyron came back. It's like he re-challenged him right. in the one-on-one. He's like, no, no, get back out there. And then I think Rob and I were watching yeah. Rob. I go, this is not going to this is not going to end well for Coney Ely because <laughs> what happens if you if you don't get Tyron Smith, you don't get to his corner fast enough. Now people have been able to take him inside because of the back a little bit and kind of take him where he can't really adjust. But you know, it, it, but Coney Ely made the huge mistake of trying to get the corner, but didn't get the corner fast enough. And it just became he just washed him, washed him out of the play. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Or like Flozell used to do. If you yeah. want to go to the outside, okay, yeah. I'll just I, shove you I, out I'll this way. Yeah. And then, yeah, to yeah. the sideline. By, by way of the bench, you have to rush the quarterback. <laughs> right. That's what you do, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's check in with Mike in Orlando next up here on Talking Cowboys. Mike. Hey, good morning, fellas. I hope, I hope you're doing well out there. I, uh, two quick questions. Uh, I know, uh, Brian, I heard you touch on it. I believe it was yesterday, maybe Friday. Uh, about Dan Bailey and missing his first kick. Um, just kind of wondering what your thoughts are around his mindset. And then uh, secondly, do you think, um, I know you touched on it briefly, but do you think Dak gets more playing time with these wide receivers because they seem to be different types of wide receivers than he's played with in the past? They have much more quickness. In the past, the Deontay Thompson uh, yesterday looked like it was underthrown a little bit. Maybe he wasn't quite... Uh, ready for the amount of speed that these wide receivers have. Thanks, guys. Take care. I'll take right. question number one. Uh, Bailey was six for six yesterday on field goal attempts from 35, 37, 40, 44, 47, and 50. I'm not watching anymore. You're done? You've you seen see enough? You saw enough. <laughs> you said you may need to watch this game. We did. He's 11 uh, of 12 right it's now. It's so yeah. funny. Mickey and I, the first time they did <laughs> drills, we were both. We were walking from opposite ends of the field, and it's like, we and I stopped at the left upright, and Mickey stopped to the right when I looked over at him, and he looked at me like, 
All right, I see what you're doing here. But, yeah, he pushed that ball right. And then he missed the first one. And then after the first that, one. he's hit yeah. every one. So he's hit 11 in a row. Those now. were all dead center, by the way, yesterday. Yeah. The he, first he day, they were extra points. They were yeah. all di- right. different hash. Different whatever, hash, extra but points. But they were all 33 yards. So he extended out to 50 yesterday. Yes. Yep. The, yes, the, sir. The thing that about a little bit about the underthrow of that, they had uh, uh, Tyron Crawford had some pressure on the on uh, on the outside. And what happened was he was able to kind of push. Dak kind of slid a bit to his left, and then they got some push off that left side. Uh, Smith got knocked back a little bit, and it, it kind of forced Dak to have to kind of short the ball. But, I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a great positional play by Byron Jones. But give, him, give an assist to Tyron Crawford for some, some push off that left side that forced Dak to have to kind of throw it off, you know, just kind of throw it and maybe not get his whole entire body into the throw. But even though it was short, Byron Jones was in his Byron hip Jones pocket. Byron Jones played great. He had yeah, him yeah. in his hip pocket. Right. He, he, he was perfect off the line. There became a little separation. He rallied, and then he was positionally, he was just fine. But uh, Dak getting in sync with these receivers, it's going to happen on the practice field. I think so. And as far yeah. as the preseason yeah. games are concerned, as the first team offensive line goes, so goes is that Dak. Is yes. that the best way to look at it? That's what Absolutely. I said the other day. I'm yeah. not putting Dak out there if I don't have my all pros out there too. Yeah. And don't I, worry about Zeke. Yeah. yeah. I, I just I think that you're, everybody's everybody, – <laughs> you're, you're on the Emmett I'm track putting, there. I'm putting him in a bubble wrap. He had a couple uh, of nice runs yesterday yes where he kind of bounced in there, you know. I mean, yeah. and they do a really cool drill that – I see why these guys have the vision that they do. I give Gary Brown some credit. They had – like five or six trash cans, and everybody stands with a trash can. And then what happens? They they hand the ball to the back, and then they lean the the you lean the trash can one way or another. So you might have four guys lean it one way, one guy leans it the other way, and then you you see the vision. You see the guy like like almost a jump cut. Or you're here. Oh, got to jump back to this hole because you got to find. Or they'll lean the trash cans all one direction, and then they'll break it to the back side or they'll keep it front side. So it, it works on their vision to, to concentrate, okay, where is the hole? But Elliott had a, you know, they had they did that, that compete period, and they, they, I think it was a second down run, and they just, they trapped. They got a pull. They got a trap. They got second level block, and he just slammed it in there. And the next thing you know, it's a, you know, 10, 12-yard gain, mm-hmm. and you're like going, that's a good run on second down to do that. Gary Brown, when they do that drill, so he's behind the running back. Right. So the running back doesn't know which way the garbage the, cans uh, yeah. are going to lean. And Watch it. It's, 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 a, it's great a great drill. drill. It is a great For anybody drill. that comes out here right. because he looks like he's a, a policeman in the middle of Rome in one yeah. of those circles. Yeah. He's, he's telling four guys, go yeah. this way, this way, yeah. and you go that way. And it, it, it's really they, they, good. But they do. They all – It's it, seriously, it's like Mickey described. They all go to one side, and then somebody will go the other way, or two will and go – And that's the hole. Yeah, that's, that's the hole. Two will go one way, two will go the other, and then you're supposed to take it to the middle. But it makes you think about where you need to hit the hole and, and, and your reads in that direction. And as a matter of fact, they did it one more time, too. Zeke, Zeke said, let's go again Yeah. because they were done with the drill. And he, but he, he said, let's, he, let's go again. He's one of the best when it comes to that vision and seeing where that's, right. those cracks are. He's right. great at that. How about him in the passing game this year? You know what? This is where I think uh, that uh, Vic and Ventura – <laughs> has questions about, okay, how do you get him more involved in the passing game? And I got into a discussion with some people about this because he's so valuable as a blitz pickup guy. You've got five solid blockers up front, and then, okay, so people thinking, okay, we can't. We've got to rush more than five. We're not going to get anybody home. So all of a sudden now you have to pick up. 
I'm all for getting him out in the routes. And, you know, by the way, uh, Jalen Smith, he tried to run. He got Jalen Smith the day before on a route to the flat and separated. Jalen Smith got him yesterday. Stay, able to stay with him, hammer the ball out of his hands. But I think that maybe they think about throwing him the football or, or a little bit wary of throwing him the football because he's such a good blitz pickup guy. So maybe that's why we don't see as much. But I, they do need to get him involved more in the we, passing game. We've seen some two-back sets with Jameez Olawale. Yeah. What, what about, uh, you know, having him yeah, use that, that formation, no, leak him out? That's what Olawale did at Oakland. You know? He was a, he was a, he was a, a single-back blitz pickup guy so absolutely if, if that if anything to do anything to get those plays like you had in san francisco yeah. or pittsburgh or those you know you throw them the ball and next thing you know it's a 70 yard run i'm all for it. but the but the mindset might be a little bit about can we afford to get him out now maybe in the past they didn't have anybody that were really confident enough to say you know okay we could pick up this you know this 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 blitz if we have to well but one way to slow the blitz down though is to get him out in the get flat blitz yeah. and, and it's like yeah. okay you yeah. want to come no, now who's no covering him no yeah. question my no question the is timing has to be yeah. good though yeah. as far as the backup guys rod smith bo scarborough yeah. i don't know what they can do i think rod smith's got that ability rod smith he has yeah. rod smith it's about the catching part of the, the block catching part the catching not part the, not yeah. the blocking part absolutely the absolutely part. and there were some times when we watched bo scarborough play at alabama that they you know that uh, Hurts that Hurts would throw him the ball, and you know he'd get it out. I mean, it wasn't like he was getting a ton of plays that way. But right. you, you you did see. I, I I need to watch him a little bit more and see how he does. When we start seeing one on one with the running backs versus the linebackers, and that those kind of drills, because that'll be wide receivers first corners, running backs first. Uh, the linebackers with the tight ends, and then the O-line. That's where we need to go down there and learn a little bit about how these backs can catch a little bit. I'm telling you, this Trey Williams is going to be the star I, of the preseason. I'm, I I don't discount what you're saying. On a fourth quarter carries and catches? Uh, yeah, I could see that too. Oh, he's yeah. a, he, I mean, he is yeah. a, you could, like say, you could strike matches on him. I mean, he is a rocked up guy that, you know, mm -hmm. he's got a lot of toughness, but I yeah. mean, we've had some things where the drills, he's fumbled some balls, and Zeke's got on a little bit about that. They and, had him and back there for punt returns. Punt returns. And one bounced yeah. off his yeah. base mask. Well, it was, yeah. it was, a, it was a, a monster punt, though, over yeah. his head, and he couldn't retreat yeah. fast enough. Yeah. No, but he is quick as a mosquito. No Willie Mays traits there. <laughs> Willie Mays. Willie Mays. Vic Ertz. <laughs> you don't watch your punt returner catching the ball <laughs> over his head. Yeah, Vic Ertz. Yeah. Vic Ertz. Away from yeah. the uh, line right. of scrimmage. Google it. 54 It'll be on YouTube. Yeah, What's that? 54, 54 Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen I think Major League when he, <laughs> Willie Mays Hayes tried it, you know. <laughs> Willie Mays Hayes. 54 World Series, I believe, Rob. Ice catch Hayes. Don't ever do it yeah. again. Yeah. Mickey was there. <laughs> All right. Probably. No, but I do have video of him <laughs> running off. He was off a bat the boy for the Indians that day. <laughs> I, got, I got video of him running off the field at, at Candlestick Park. Huh. Willie Mays during a game. Hmm. Willie Mays and Willie McCovey Willie coming McCovey, off yeah. the field together. Yeah. Do you realize how long ago that <laughs> You're was? You're dating yourself, it was, man. It was 1965, they have, they, and my dad had the camera rolling. 53 years ago. Yes, and it's still the camera still. 1965. The, the projector it's still time works. It's for Mickey's minute. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, they had cameras then. In that game, Kodak. The company is. It was a Kodak. Go on, Mick. Keep right. going. In that game, and I'm going to forget the pitcher's Juan name. Juan Marichal. No. He <laughs> Pat Dobson. He was, the pitcher, he was the pitcher for, I think they were playing Milwaukee. And he Ward set Spahn. the major league record. 
<laughs> for RBIs in a single game. The pitcher. Yeah, Walter hit, Johnson. He hit two grand slams, <laughs> and he came up the third time, Cy right? Young. Two grand slams. He came up the third time with the bases loaded. No, no, no. Wait a second. They walked two grand, sl- two grams back to back grand slams. This Honus is who the, did. Honus Wagner. I told you I can't remember the pitcher's name, but I remember this, seeing it. Here's <laughs> the music back. Just, All right, keep going, man. Google it. This yeah, is worth okay. looking at because I have a feeling this is not true. No, the, it's absolutely wait, true. Who hit the grand slam? The, the pitcher. pitcher. No way. And wait. We don't have to guess on <laughs> so this anymore. He he comes up the second time, and my mother goes. Wouldn't it be something if he hit another one? And I go, oh, what are you talking about? Pitchers don't hit home runs, and he hits a home run, right? Yeah, your mom's always right. He comes up the third. Babe Ruth. He comes up the <laughs> He comes up the third time, and the bases are loaded. And my mother goes, all right, wise guy, got anything to say? And I kept my mouth shut, and they caught it on the warning track, and he got a sacrifice fly. Nine RBIs. Wow, we'll have to look that up. It's 1965 Giants? At Cloninger. There were Tony bro- Cloninger? There were brothers. Tony, okay. Cl- Tony Cloninger. Yeah. Yeah. So look it up. I'm trying. Wow. I'm an idiot. <laughs> you that's on so Willie Mays. Uh, I bet it is. All right. Carry on, boys. Yeah, we'll just look right. up. <laughs> okay. Uh, Shane in Washington. You're yeah, up there next we go. after oh, save uh, us. Sterling. First <laughs> Mickey's Minute of the new season. <laughs> Shane. It took a little longer because you guys keep interrupting. Okay. <laughs> Hello, Shane. Hey. So my question is, in this year's uh, draft class from the fourth round through the seventh, do you see any of these guys actually getting some serious playing time? And I'll be seeing you guys uh, when you come up here on the 23rd of September because I'm going to the game for sure. All right, Seattle. Fourth through seventh round. Dalton Schultz is a fourth rounder. Yeah. Dorrance Armstrong's working with the second team D-line right now. Had a couple of nice rushes uh, yesterday in the one-on-one. Yeah. I like that, what I saw from him. They certainly hope they don't see Mike White. Yeah, Mike White needs to get the ball out a little quicker. Yeah, yesterday I felt like he was holding a little bit too long. He got he, he had needed a little bit better pocket awareness. I mean, this is about five seconds in yeah. seven on I, seven. I, you know, yeah. he's playing behind the first offensive line. I'm okay. He, Mickey's right, by the way. I I was off a year. It was 1966. All right, 65 though. It actually happened. <laughs> I July third, it says here, July third, nineteen sixty-six. Braves yeah. pitcher Tony Cloninger clutched yeah. two grand slams. Yeah. And you were at the and game, at the and game. I was at the game. And guess what? I'm keeping score. I got the little program, like a little nerd keeping score. Uh-huh. And after after it got <laughs> to be nerd. it got to be like nine to nothing or whatever. I I quit in the fifth inning, and it's like it was a it's record a game. I item. and I still have it, by the way. You do, but it stops at the fifth inning. <laughs> I got bored. The game was over. Yeah. <laughs> he got distracted. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. He's a distractible player. He's trying to figure out who the umpires were on the field. Is what it's like, was. what's the use? And uh, Nick is right. He's absolutely right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Glad we solved that. Pretty, pretty good memory. So huh? Does he have the box score there, Brian? Uh, in, in the top of the third, Cloninger grounded out to third. By the time he came up in the fourth, Atlanta's lead had grown to nine to nothing. Giants pitcher Ray Snidecki, remember him? Yeah, oh yeah. Had bases loaded. This time, Cloninger went opposite way, hitting his second pitch he saw past Jesus Alou over the Candlestick Park right field fence. Mickey stopped keeping score at this point, <laughs> giving Atlanta a 13 to nothing lead, the second grand slam of the day. So, yeah, he did it. He's absolutely right. Wow. To this point, Cloninger had stepped the plate with a sack full. 14. How about a pitcher getting 14 opportunities for grand slams? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Isn't it? Rod Marinelli in the house. 
There he goes. Headed out to the Cowboys walkthrough. You're not going to work. I thought you were coming to join us. <laughs> <laughs> Did no one else show? Oh, they are showed up. There you okay. go. There yeah. we go. Hey, take taking, care, the, Coach. taking the shortcut to the practice field, the great Rod Marinelli yeah. from Cal Lutheran from just yes. down the road in Charles right. and Oaks, California. Absolutely. In fact, they won a national championship when he was there at Cal Lutheran in 1970 or 71. As a ball like boy that. for the Cowboys in practice. What was that? He was a, was a ball, ball boy. boy. Yeah. Yep. There, you go. there you go. Mickey's full of uh, all, all right. kind of things yeah. today. Uh, it's just <laughs> trivia day, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Again, 972-497-4400, the number to call to join us on Talking Cowboys, which continues in a moment. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. The dual aperture supports F15 mode and F24 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Back to Talking Cowboys. Talking Cowboys continues. If we can get Mickey to focus on the show and get off his iPhone where he's looking up. I'm fascinated already. Yep. I was fascinated by that. That's uh, Mickey, I thought you were kind of. You like that blowing, Mickey's minute. I'd blown some smoke. But you, you actually were. <laughs> yeah, actually. Actually, weren't lying. I do miss that segment every day. We might need to bring that. Yeah, up. you oh, like that? You want to do that? Mickey? We, we can. I think yeah. there's I mean, enough you can do here it. You don't do. have to prepare for it. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just off the top, top of my head, yeah, right? You get, right. We'll yeah. help you with it. Just like go off today. on the wall and out there. Just, <laughs> I mean, you've got a bank of things to complain about. What's wrong with the wall? It's ugly. Oh, it is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to do the wall talk. Yeah, it's not. I could talk. Jack Black, though, you guys used your oh, product. Oh, yeah, I do use that it's stuff. It's outstanding. Yeah. Very good. Is your face getting younger? That's. I need more help than that. <laughs> <laughs> but Jack Black gives you a chance. Yeah, it sure does. does. Sure does. Uh, 972-497-4400, the number to call. And, by the way, uh, looking up 
information on Tony Cloninger, we discovered that he just passed away five yeah. days ago. He has uh, most recently been a consultant in the Red Sox organization the last 15 really? years. He was the bullpen coach of the Yankees from 92 to 01, then went to the Red Sox organization and has, wow. had been with the Red Sox and until he passed away this past week. At age? In, at age 77 in uh, Denver, North Carolina. Yeah. So, anyway, a trip down memory lane. Very good. All right, we got Kyle in Fort Worth next up here on Talking Cowboys. Hello, Kyle. How you doing, Bill? Good. Hey, I got a question. I thank you for what you guys do. You guys do an awesome job. Appreciate that. Thanks. What are you guys most impressed about or have to look forward to as far as the receiving core goes this coming up year? A lot of interest in this receiving core. I'm most on the we, we touched on uh Gallup earlier. I'm on the Michael Gallup train full board I think he's going to be you watch him out there and he's got to learn to finish plays and there's been some inconsistency in the offseason but you watch him run routes and he's as explosive and complete a potential player as they've got out there in terms right, of the size, big question, how, quickness. How quickly can that train get on the track? That's that's the question because it, it does take a little longer for receivers and I, I don't know, It sometimes it varies depending on what kind of system they were in in college um, but he looks like a guy that can that can make plays at this level with his ability to separate. I'll tell you what I was impressed with yesterday is the way that Alan Hearns extends for the ball. They throw him a slant that was not exactly on target, and he was able to, with guys bearing down and, and reach out and stuff like that. All you need Alan Hearns to do is be as good as Des Bryant was last year. Yep, if that, they, 60 they, catches. If, that's, if you get that, if you get eight touchdowns and so many yards and so many catch, I mean, that to me, that's all he needs to be, but – I, I I do. I admire him right now. I, I think he catches the ball a little bit better than I was willing to give him credit for. I'm interested to see Terrence Williams back out here, As too. As a matter of fact, yeah. you didn't see him in team, yeah. but when I was watching the, the, the drills yeah. uh, when they were thrown against air, he is running with kind of renewed energy. Yeah. Who's he, this you're talking about? Terrence, Terrence Williams. Williams. He looks yeah. good. He looks like he is highly motivated to I show everybody, is. don't forget about me. Yeah. And and he was snatching the ball in this drill. So I don't know if they got that. You know what happens. You you can practice something, and then when you get in, uh, uh, you know, kind you of panic. a pressure situation, yeah. you revert to your old Tim habits. Tebow. But he he was snatching the ball, and he yeah. is running. I mean, he is running hard. So he's sort of ready. They're just They're sitting there going, let's yeah. not force him in too soon. But keep an eye on it. I think he's kind of the forgotten guy, and I think he's kind of want to – Put his hand I, up I've, and go. Don't forget about me. I put two size fourteens up on the table for him in our on our twenty questions and everything we've been kind of talking about. I, I think that he's. I don't think he's going to go quietly here. I really don't. All right. When you when you mentioned that Hearns, uh, all he needs to do is what Des did last yeah, year. I think so. All right. How can how about the yards per catch? Because. Des was down last year, yeah. and obviously Dak I, I was just, down on his yards per attempt Yeah, last year. I, I think if you look at the number of catches, you know, we've seen Alan Hearns, man, we did a tail of the tape with him where they threw him a short pass in Jacksonville, and then he was able to break a tackle, break a tackle, then, you know, you're 20 more yards down the field. So the same kind of capabilities that Des Bryant has, that, that runner when, you, when defensive backs see him in the open field are like, oh, my gosh, why have to tackle this guy? So, yeah, if you could get him the ball, get it to him in a hurry, if they get it to him on the slants, if he can run those routes that we saw Des Bryant. Des Bryant all of a sudden, you know, and Sanjay Lau said this was an elite slant runner, 
but we didn't see an elite slant runner last year. I, I, I didn't feel like because there were too many times where, and maybe he really didn't trust Dak Prescott where that ball was going to be, you know, with, with, with defenders on him and stuff like that. And it's no slam it does. He's just thinking, okay, I'm not, it's not where I'm used to having the ball when it comes to slants. But I think if he has the same type of numbers as far as the catches, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, the yards after the catch, I think the yards after the catch will come if you can get him the ball in the move because he is a physical runner with the ball in his hands. All right, George in North Richland Hills in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. You're on Talking Cowboys. Hello, George. Hello. Yeah, my question is about Dak. Uh, when he was in uh, two, uh, 2016, when he was in practice, it looked like he didn't do a lot of uh, – didn't seem like he knew what he was doing. But then when he got in the game, he was throwing passes. Sure. Just like yeah. he knew what he was doing. Sure. Now, to me, is is he look like right now? Does he look like he's trying to force the ball or just playing it safe? Because to me, I think that he needs to take more chances. And if he's going to throw an interception, just see what's going to happen. Because he plays better on game day than he does in practice. I think he's gotten better. Thank you for the call. I think he's gotten better at practice. To be honest with you, yeah. Because I would have agreed in 2016. There was times where we were all out here in Oxford. I know me, and I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, man, he missed that throw. God, he's going to make that throw. And then he had a drill where they went two-minute one time, and he started kind of – things started clicking for him. And then we got to that Ram that, game. It was on that field yeah, right yeah. after Romo got hurt. Yeah, and or it was, it, Romo was being held out. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, then, and then I'm like going – and then we get to that Ram game, and that first drive, you're like, well, where's this guy been? So he traditionally – even Stephen Jones said this about him in 2016. He was a bad practice player. I think you're seeing a better practice player – I, I, I think Dak will cut it loose. I, I don't think Dak is a cautious player. I think Dak will take chances. Obviously, he, you know, he threw a ball the other day, and we are talking about Tavon Austin. Tavon Austin is running around and basically is falling down. He's on the ground. I mean, his feet are, are he's like, he's like horizontal to the ground. He hits and pops up, and Dak's still throwing him the ball. He's like, I, I, I'm going to throw it to you. I know you can get open, and Austin makes an adjusting catch, you know, and, and is able to go. And Awuzie is kind of left like going, whoa, what just happened? Kind of a thing. So I think he's willing to take chances. I just think he needs his receivers to do a little better job of separating, getting open, giving him an opportunity to, to make some throws. He took some and, underneath stuff yesterday. He just kind of yeah, took what was there yeah, on, on some plays. He's had some good touch on some passes. It's a shame that the, the interception was uh, – I felt like he had a guy in his face, which forced him to maybe short it a little bit. But he took a chance. These all these quarterbacks are. If you've noticed, a lot of the passes they've thrown have been down the field. There have been more passes. Are you talking about going, the Thompson throw? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean, and that's yeah. that might be your fastest receiver other than Austin, right? Uh, that you're trying to. Well, get he to. tried to hit Beasley down the field too. We yeah. talked about the stutter go that they tried to throw, and, and he was open. Dak just missed that throw, but it was a shot down the field. He'd be a better quarterback if the wide receivers would catch the ball, that's and not pop off their hand. He had four pop off hands yeah. catch catchable balls that ended up getting intercepted. Yeah. And the That's thing, not on him. And the thing with Dak, he's such a coachable player and had such a work ethic and so forth. And we have saw it his, even his rookie season in the middle of the season where he made an adjustment. It, remember his footwork was off right. in the Philadelphia game. And then he was able to get it back together and finish, you know, the second half of the season was strong for him. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, that I, that's not a concern as far as that. It, it's just – 
it, it's a matter of getting on the same page with the new crop of receivers. If you stuff, want to I talk about a quarterback that's thrown to some spots, and I don't know why he's thrown to some spots, has been Cooper Rush. He had another day yesterday where he just threw the ball into a into space, and you know, and it's not okay. Now you have a couple of receivers, Katie Cannon being one of them might not know where he needs to be and stuff like that. We were watching yeah. that, two receivers in the same spot, and you're going, somebody's got to do something here. And it's like he was expecting, but he's had a couple of those days where he's just, you know, he's just kind of throwing it to a spot, and nobody's been there. Where, And that's your point, Bill, about getting on the same page and, you know, and, and being, uh, being effective that way. All right, Jay and Frisco, you're next up here on Talking Cowboys. Hello, Jay. Hey, guys. Hey, nice to talk to you, Brian. You and I met each other the first time the Cowboys had the draft at the stadium. Oh, thank you. Way yeah. back with Nick yeah. and Rob. Well, thank we, you. We were we were all the way back to Jay from Houston calling, but I'm in Frisco now. Good. Nice. Good so, for you. All right. It's, it's good to hear you guys and watching you guys on the internet. I, I'm telling you, four guys are awesome, man. Thank you. I thank you very much. I love watching Talking Cowboys, and you know what you guys give us is priceless. And so the only thing I got to bring right now is that um, when I think about the back of quarterback situation, I've watched Cooper Rush, I've watched Mark White, and I, I, guys, I got to tell you, Mark White, Mike White, man, Mike. When, when I go watch what he does on the field and when he was in college, it was awesome. But I'm torn because when you watch Cooper Rush in preseason last year, he made the plays, man. Sure did. So how do you, how do you decide who stays, who goes? And I'm not a three-quarterback guy, right? We can only have two quarterbacks. They are. They they are. They're planning on keeping three. Yeah, Yeah. they are. And and those guys, you know, those guys will decide it. They don't have to decide it. Yeah, absolutely. One thing, Brian, you said a minute ago about Dak being kind of a gamer. We saw that from Cooper Rush yeah, last year, absolutely. and we're seeing him practice a little bit. Sometimes, you know, I don't know if he's being a little cautious or maybe he misses some throws. He gets in the games, and he I don't know, he just relaxes. He kind of feels yeah. the game a little bit. And so we'll see. The game, the preseason games will probably decide, you know, yeah, Mike, the order of these two. But, you know, the, the, the backup deal with Rush and Kellen went into the season last year. So maybe it's something they continue to look at as uh, assuming both make the team. Yeah, the and season. at this time last year – Pretty much everyone assumed Cooper Rush would probably be on the practice squad yeah. last year. Yeah, it was, and then and yeah. then everybody realized, whoa, that Kellen Morris practice squad eligibility. Oh, okay. Well, here, let's do this. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, yeah, I I think that like Mickey says, this will do, it will be decided by four preseason games and some practice. But let me tell you this though, Mike White is my, I love Mike White. You know, he was a guy I had a third round grade on him at the when we were doing the draft show and stuff like that. I was really happy the Cowboys took him where they took him. I think he's got a future to be a starting quarterback one day in the National Football League. But he better speed himself up a little bit. You know, it, it, we're not playing, you know, Northern Illinois here. You know, we've, we, you know, this is real NFL defense, and you got to find a way, you know. If, when the you windows drop, are smaller. Yeah, when you drop yeah. back and pass, make a decision, get rid of the football. Be assertive. Yeah, huh? don't, don't hold the ball in the pocket. And, and, you know, he's playing with a group of guys that are second and third offensive linemen. I get it. But, you know, help your offensive linemen a little bit. You know, and, you know, try and get your receivers the football. That's such a huge thing for quarterbacks yeah. making the transition is, sure. it, you know, they have all this success in college. Yeah. And for so many of them, the, one of the primary reasons they don't make it in the NFL is they can't process quick enough. Fast and they enough. They can't be assertive right. with their right. decision making. And see, so. that's where Cooper Rush has a little bit advantage because he's been through this. You know, he had that. Yeah. But I, I think there's some pressure on Cooper Rush. 
I think he's not. It's not one of these things. He he realizes, whoa, they just drafted a quarterback right. here. And I went from being a guy kind of by myself to, wait a minute, you drafted a quarterback? So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's pressure on him to have to perform in these uh, preseason games and, and practices as well. Well, there's pressure on players throughout this roster, and yeah. I, which I think is one of the great things about this training camp is yeah. there's competitive, competitiveness at so many position groups. Yeah, we, but – Let's hope that they evaluate their team the right way. And and, and it's, it's going to sound funny the way I'm going to say this, but, you know, in my experience from personal, when you get in the training camp, you know, everything, oh, this, this appears good, this appears good, this appears, you know, and you're maybe hiding some of the things or you're not really seeing your, your team in a real light because they're competing against guys that you're probably going to get rid of. And, and so I'm always looking at this as like, Let's hope this team, let's hope Will and Jerry and Steven and these coaches, they evaluate their team the proper way. And it's when the team gets to 53 that it is the right guys playing the right positions and stuff like that. And it's not, okay, we're just carrying this guy because we're protecting the draft or whatever and this and that. Make sure you evaluate your team the right way and make the tough, hard decisions. If, it, if, if they want to carry two quarterbacks, you know, okay. Find out. Make the make the determination what you want to do. If you don't want to, if you want to carry Rico Gathers, make sure Rico Gathers. It's not just okay. We're doing Rico Gathers a favor here. Because if you want to carry a Rico yeah, Gathers, yeah. you might have to go to exactly. That's what I'm saying. Because I'll I, tell you who who really I thought in some of the drills stood out was was Blake Jarwin. Yeah, this guy can yeah. run. Yeah, he can. He can get up the field. You're absolutely right. And Nick. and he runs good routes and yeah. he catches the Absolutely. ball. Absolutely. The other thing that uh, somewhat surprised me and I wasn't expecting and Rob said quit picking on the guy, Cameron Fleming. They they, they yeah, moved him out to left tackle. I didn't really see what you were seeing. Actually. Well, I just thought I, he, his knees were. You were acting like he was 40. Well, he, that's the way he was playing. <laughs> and, I looked him and up he's and he's 25, 25 yeah. right? Yeah. And then he went out there and they put him at left tackle finally because he'd been at right tackle all through the offseason. And they got into the pads and all of a sudden guys couldn't get around him. Yeah. And, and I was going. Well, that didn't look like the guy when they were out there in the walkthrough. And he could, he, it's like, and you know what someone told me? He, he, they said, don't worry about how ugly it is. Yeah. Worry about the result. Yep. And the result was good. He, he just looks like he can't move. But Especially he, that position. He, he locked guys up. Absolutely. And so. Well, that I, makes you feel better. A little, a little bit, bit better. Now, I keep an eye now. on it yeah. for now. Yes. It's, it's a definite upgrade over Byron Bell. Yes. Uh, much so. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, Chaz Green's still out there competing, by yeah. the way. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens with that. Yep. yep. All right. We've got a couple of minutes left here. So as they hit the practice field this afternoon. They're uh, hitting it right now, Bill. Well, and they've got it, their walkthrough going on right now behind us. Uh, Four o'clock practice this afternoon, Pacific time. And we want to remind you as well, next Sunday, we will, you'll be able to watch the practice right here on DallasCowboys.com and in the Dallas-Fort Worth area uh, on TXA 21, which will be 6 o'clock Dallas time uh, next Sunday. But what are you looking for this afternoon? I tell you, I'm interested once again to see if now, as good as the offensive line was, will the defensive line have a bounce back after some corrections, after sitting down and meeting? Okay, you realize now you're playing against all pro players. You better do something different. So, I'm thinking, okay, what's going to happen inside of the tackle spot? Maybe maybe 
piggyback a little bit off what they saw from uh, Demarcus Lawrence and say, okay, hey, that's the way you're supposed to play. So I'm going to see if the defensive line has a little bit better day. I, I don't want, I, I don't expect the offensive line just to have a complete shutout like they did yesterday. And I expect to see some one-on-one work wide receivers yes, and DBs that, that, today. That's absolutely right. Yeah, that's, didn't do yesterday. That's where I'm going. I want to see Cheeto against some of these new guys, whether yeah. it's a Michael Gallup or Alan Hearns, and see – how the best in the secondary competes against some of these new receivers. Although that drill is the most unfair drill in football. It's unfair, but it's <laughs> – I mean, it he's got all the space in the world and all the time what, in the world to work with. I get it. There's but, no horn going off. If, like hey, if you're covering in that drill and knocking the ball down, you need to start. Right. I mean, that, that, yeah. that, that, Mickey's right. That is not a fair drill at all for a <laughs> quarterback. has got no rush. Yeah. And, you know, go ahead and make all the moves you want. And Okay, I'm going to throw you the ball. Yeah. Cover it. <laughs> all right, we're back tomorrow. Off day. It's off uh, day no for the practice. Gotta, no, no practice. No practice. We've got to figure out what it is. What show is. There will be a configuration. There will be a show. There will be a show tomorrow. We'll figure out the configuration. And check DallasCowboys.com or Twitter or elsewhere for all the details. For Mickey, Brian, Rob, I'm Bill Jones. Enjoy your Sunday. Peaceful and easy. Yes. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How-